0: Buenos dias. What a privilege we have this morning to get together and praise Him. I don't know if you saw this morning um, when I was walking it was to see the mountains and the sky. Beautiful days yesterday and today. And it's to enjoy, the, you know, to get together and praise the one that created everything. And uh, it's a blessing for, for us to be here. Well, um, as always, we are trying to combine the Spanish and English, right? So last time I said the same thing. We have been praying for the gifts of towns for all of you guys uh, or for me. So I think it was easier asking for me than for all of you guys. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, uh, trust the God, that, that God is gonna use um, this language that now I'm learning to love, the English, yeah, so um, as, as we know, we are uh, going through the, the book of Hebrews, and up uh, to this time, all those 12 passages that we have been seeing, um, we can give thanks to God. We can give thanks to God for Jesus Christ, our Savior, because we are living in a new covenant in Jesus. Our sins have been forgiven, amen, amen. through His sacrifice. And we can see, starting in, in chapter no, uh, 1, that Jesus is God, and He is superior to the angels, to the law, to, the, to, to Moses, to the priesthood, to the sacrificial, to sacrificial system. And He is the only access to God. And that's something that we can celebrate this morning. And when we get to the chapter 3, we have been seeing the practical section that we are studying you remember we started talking about how we can serve others, how we can love others. Last week was how to live in purity in our, in our marriages. And this, as you figured it out, this is going to be talking about money. So um, I want us I wanna to read the verses that we're going to be um, uh, studying this morning. and We're in Hebrew 13, Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you or not forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can men do to me. I was thinking what a story I can bring to you. And um, I don't know if you, uh, if you hear this. This is a really interesting thing. Before, in, in our Mayan culture, in, in, in our countries in Guatemala, and Central America, some of those countries, before Spain came and conquered, we used cacao, like cocoa, as money. That was the currency that they were, they were using. And after somebody, like, fermented that, that, and then that's why we know the chocolate. So chocolate, who likes chocolate here? <laughs> so that's good that things change, because if know you're going to have a lot of problems with the love of money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, so the first thing that we see here is that um, we got this exhortation clear to avoid the love of money, and we can see it there. Like clear says, keep your life free from the love of money, and this is an exhortation, my uh, church, because this can happen to all of us. No one that is here is exempt to this. We, we need to be always guard with this because money is something that we need. But the exhortation that we see here is how, to, we, how we can live a life of worship with everything that we have. Because the first, uh, as I said, the first 12 uh, uh, chapters have been talking about Christ, how He did for us. Now that we know that what He did for us and who He is, in response we are called to live a life of worship. And can we worship Him with our finances? Yes. And this is what the exhortation comes this morning. But before that, we need to see why the Bible and what God is telling us that we have to be careful with the money. Love of money is something that we should avoid, avoid. And I will bring just two things, two reasons why we have to avoid. There is so many in the Bible. And you can read it and uh, we can take a long time to talk about why we don't have to love money. The first one is in Ecclesiastes 5.10. And he says, who, who loves money... Will not be satisfied. So that's the first thing. Money is not satisfied. gonna bring us satisfied. It's not satisfied with money. Nor he who loves wealth with his income. We are the ones, and I think this is this is our nature that the more we have, the more we want. Um, talking to Jared this week, he brought to me this. This you will know this more than I know. But one John D. Rockefeller was saying, somebody asked him, "How much money does it take to uh, to make a man happy?" And he said, "Just one more dollar." So it's something when we have when we have. I mean, Shelley was uh, uh, Shelley was also talking about that. We always like pursue for more. We want more. But what we see here, and this is for all of us, you know, money is not gonna bring satisfaction to us. The other thing that we see. And this is a, a verse that all of us know. In 1 Timothy six ten, it says that it is the root of all kinds of evil. But it says first to the one to des- to desire to have riches, and he's saying in, the, in that passage. That for this reason, for the love of money, a lot of, a, a lot of have been coming in temptation. A lot of have been coming and doing a lot of things that are not right. It's because when we have uh, that effectiveness uh, to the money and we want more, we can start seeing in our society and we can start doing a list. Why this is the, the truth, what, uh, the love of money is the root of, of all evils. We can see that people have been lying to get more money. People have been robbed to get more money. People have been hurting others to get more money. And you can start making the list. Even our systems, we have to say that our, uh, for corruption, I mean, for the love of money, we see that there is, like, there is the root of e- the, the evils. So I see in, in the Bible here that it's just like telling us, be careful. You need to avoid this love of money. And again, I need to tell you that all of us need to be so conscious that we need to avoid that because it may happen. But money is something that we need. But it can definitely change the way that we value life. I'm going to say that one more time. Money is something that we need. But it can definitely change the way that we value life. Seeing in in, in in the gospel of Luke in chapter twelve, you know it says that so many thousand of people came to Jesus. Because he was teaching, you know, the fame of Jesus was growing. He was healing people. He was uh, doing miracles, and he was teaching with authority. So a lot of people came from different reasons to see what this Jesus, uh, who this Jesus was, and he was talking about the kingdom of heaven. He was preaching because that's what he was doing. And then in the middle of it, this is interesting because in Luke 12, it says a lot of people was there. One one man. Instead of, I don't know if he'd raised his hand or I don't know what he did, but he said he asked Jesus if he can help to tell his brother to share with him his inheritance. Just picture this thing. Jesus is just talking. Jesus is talking about the kingdom, He's talking uh, uh, to the people. Uh, um, and then one is uh, just finding this opportunity to ask Jesus, Jesus, can you tell my brother... To share with me the inheritance. And I think it's because. Uh, if, if, if you guys know. Um, the f- the firstborn. Had the double of the inheritance. So this probably was a second brother. Or a third brother. That wasn't happy for what he received. And then then is when Jesus. Says in the verse 15. Take care. And be on your guard. This is, teaching, this is Jesus speaking. Against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. This is key. Because life doesn't, abu- doesn't uh, it's not what, what I possess that is going to make what my life is. Life doesn't, doesn't consist in how much we have. We can have little or, or more. And we see in our society, right? The people that have more see the ones that have less in a different way. And the opposite too. But God is preventing us in His Word to, to be on guard. And this is for us. Be on guard. And in a parallel passages, uh, the passage from Luke uh, 12 is Matthew 6, the Sermon on the Mount. The and uh, Jesus is going to be teaching in chapter 5, 6, and 7, but in the middle of it, He's going to take this section to talk also to the people that is there to prevent them from the love of money. And the first part, and this is something that we can see, is that when, when, when he's teaching to them, is, is saying, don't make treasures in earth. Make treasures in heaven. And he's giving a reason because everything that is here get robbed, get corrupted, and it's something that it will pass. Listen, everything that we have here, will pass ecclesiastes says and and also in the uh, and first timothy 6 will say the same thing that we came to this world without nothing and we're gonna leave this world without nothing but he's saying something there where your heart this is where your treasure is there your how your heart will be also so the first thing that we need to see is check our heart where is our heart? If, and the second part is this, because and then it's going to talk about the good eye and the bad eye, the light and the dark. If we have our, 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 our sight, our eyes, to see in the eternal, and the material things, how to collect more, how to get more, and then it will be easy for us to put our our, our 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 view there and start wanting more and start loving more. And this is what we need to prevent. And this is saying, like... Like if we if we start collecting this, it's gonna pass. But if you do this, if you seek the things on heaven, if you if your 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 side where Christ is, Colossians three one, there is the blessing because where our heart is, where where our treasure is, our heart will be also. The other thing that we see in in, in that in that passage in Matthew six in verse twenty four. That is like comparing, like after seeing about the light and the dark, that no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, and who will devote it to the one and despise the other. And then Jesus is saying, You cannot serve God and the money. So here is also to check where is our loyalty? Where is our hope? Who do we serve? And when we, rem- when we bring to our minds and when we see what Jesus did for us and when we remember that we were sinners, that we were not deserving the grace of God and, and we see that we're saved just because He gave provision through us through Jesus, our heart desire is to love Him. So if you love him, this is, this is the thing. We're going to be able to love him. And we're going to see the rest of his blessings as that as a blessing. Because our trust will be in him. You know, the last part in Matthew 6, when he's talking about don't be anxious for nothing. And he's he comparing there the, the birds and the lilies. And he's saying, God, provide for them. And say, you are more important than them. Your father knows what do you need. So we are seeing here, and, uh, 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 and and we see that we need to avoid the love of money, because money or wealth can give us a fake security. I need to say something. Um, you know, when you when you go to the Bible, the first one that is like uh, receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the one that is studying and preparing. So this week, it has been really interesting also, check my heart, because there is like a thin line that we need to well, we make a thin line because we are called also to be a good stewards of what we receive, right God is blessing us, but we we are we work called to be good stewards of every blessing that he has, but sometimes there is a line when you are like preventing situations or or, or seeing how you are going to manage these blessings that is going to pass to the other side and then you're gonna say but we don't have enough for the future what's gonna happen and then anxiety is gonna start taking place in our hearts i was i was thinking uh, uh, behind my house we have uh, a lot of squirrels squirrels and that's a hard word (laughs) ardillas in espanol So you see them, you know, just like getting ready for winter, just collecting and running. And and they're like so fast and going. And what they're doing is preparing for the time. So they are having, that's a natural thing that God gave to them, right, and some other uh, things in the nature. But it's like being good stewards of what we have. But the problem is when we are thinking that we're not going to have enough, when we are like worried for the future, then worry is going to take our hope Uh, our trust from god and it's going to start putting in again in in the things that we can gain so we are called to put our trust in god now this is the good that was the bad part right we need to be careful over that is is not bad to have wealth or possessions god is the source of every blessing James 1.17 said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. More than that, God wants us to enjoy what He has given to us. Ecclesiastes 5.18 and 19, He keeps talking about money. Remember we mentioned at the beginning that uh, He's saying something that the heart of the the, the man is not going to be satisfied. He has always wanted more. And he says, I see bad things. But in, in, in the verse uh, 18, he changed and said, but also I see good things. That God is the one that provides. God is the one that gives wealth for man to enjoy. So we can enjoy every blessing that God has given to us. And in the moment that we know that everything comes from God, that every, that every good gift comes from him, our heart is going to be in Him. Our eyes are going to be in Him. Every blessing is just that. It's a blessing that we receive from Him. And instead of putting our heart and our trust in the, in the money or the wealth, we're going to put our trust in our eyes and our sight in the one that is giving everything to us. Amen? So we can enjoy what God has given to us. And we can invest what God is giving to us. We can save, we can give. We hear a really Im- uh, impressive uh, uh, update this morning. How you, you have been faithful in, in this matters, and God has been blessing this church. And this church, that's why is helping missions, is helping other churches. That's something that we can see how we can use everything that God is giving to us. But I need to say this: use it. Don't let the money use you. Never put your trust in it. Our trust is in God. When, uh, when we were in Guatemala serving, and so many teams come, and a lot of teams from here too, and we're so grateful for all those years that you have been coming to Guatemala. Uh, we, we see something that happened. All the groups that came from, from the States to Guatemala, and we were serving in some communities. We were helping people that uh, we were building houses, stoves, medical clinics, and we were seeing some some poverty in some areas. Uh, we were seeing that that created an impact to the people, that, to the teams that were coming from here. Because... You know, being here and you see a, a country that have, God has been blessed as with so many things. And then you go to areas where people are, are like living the day by day. So then even sometimes guilt came to, to some of the missionaries that came. But we, we were always like giving, giving glory to God what He was doing in the hearts of the people that we were served and also in the hearts of the people that were serving. And we conclude with this. We need to give thanks to God for every blessing that we have. See, every blessing that we have, we have to be grateful. And the second thing is, see how we can help others. Because when you are just seeing you and you, and then this is when this can be. The love of money can start there or the love of wealth. But when you start seeing also that is the blessing that you can love others, that you can serve others that, that that's, that's how what God wants us to, to, to live. We're so grateful, again, that this church has practiced good stewardship. And God has given it to us. And God gives and it's all for His glory. Amen. Amen? He will take care of us. The other thing that we see in this passage is an exhortation, an invitation to live with a grateful heart. The second part of verse 5 says, and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, contentment is a state of satisfaction. How we can understand this? Um, now, being in, in, um, in this culture also, I learned what turkey coma means. Right? Turkey coma? Is that a good expression? Yeah? So in Thanksgiving or at the times, right, when you are like, family, I enjoy it, there is a moment, there is a moment in that day that you are not able to get more. You have a turkey coma. <laughs> Even if you have the, the things that you like in the front of you, you don't want more. You're satisfied. You are like complete. You are like just ready for a nap, Right? So, if we see it like that, I mean, my dad used to say uh, in Espanol is con uh, barriga llena, corazón contento. That means uh, full belly, happy heart. So, that's, that's what we see. It's a state of contentment. When we see, when we are seeing that we don't need anything else, we are happy with what we have. And that's what, what, what it is. The biblical contentment is trust in the sovereignty and goodness. Of God. Because what we have is what, what He has given to us. Don't look what He's given to others. Look what He's given to you. And be grateful for that. Because you are, if, if you have that heart, then your heart is gonna, is gonna just rejoice and give thanks to Him for every blessing that He has given to you. Worship. Is not difficult for a grateful heart. When you're grateful, you're worshiping. And the, and the thing that comes to my mind is I love my dad. I love my dad. And some of you know him. And my dad is always busy in ministry. He's doing a lot of things. But when he visits, well, he's not busy now because he's in other country. But when he does, he sits, right, and starts talking and after all the things that we talked, right, he always, always is trying to to bring to our minds to see where we are. And sometimes he starts where we are. And he's like, you see where we are? How good God has been with us? You see our families? You see that we have a house that we can live? We have a car we can move? I mean, and he goes on and on. But something that I love when I hear that is that, all of those things that you're giving thanks for things turn in an act of worship. Because and then he's like saying, and everything that we have is from God. Everything. If you today get this exercise with your family, it will be so beautiful. I know that you guys do it. But, uh, you know, if you do it today again, take time and see every blessing that you have been receiving from the Lord. And, and and give time to your kids. So what more? And then you will see that not just not just the blessing of of the resources that we have. I mean, but everything comes from Him. And again, our words our worship will come out because we recognize, starting with Jesus, that He is everything for us. Amen. So the author of uh, the author of Hebrews have been saying that. I mean, He is. He is, uh, he is better than law. He's better than the angels. He's better than anything. And I will say, Christ is enough. That's what he's saying in the, the 12 passages before. He's saying that in Christ we have what we need. And by his grace through him to our high priest, we can be now in our relationship with God. So we have everything. This phrase, I work a lot to put it together because I was trying in Spanish. But listen to this. We can be in a time of needs, but we are not lacking anything. We can be in a time of needs, but we are not lacking anything. We have to know that in life... Even as Christians, right, that we hope, I mean, we know that our trust is in Him, not in our, not what we have in our wallet or what we have in the bank or whatever, all of those uh, uh, blessings that we have, our trust is not there, but our trust is in God. Even for us, moments of uh, need will come. And those moments are for us to keep our eyes on Him, to depend on Him and to to assure in our hearts that even in the moment that we are in need we are not lacking anything because Colossians 2:10 says that we are complete in him if you have Christ if you have Jesus in your heart you have everything and Paul will will say something really special if you if, if, if I will I will read this in Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 so the the Philippians sent him an offering of love. And then he's saying, I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that, you, uh, that I receive what you send." And verse 11 says, not that I'm speaking of being in need. And this is what is important for us. For I have learned in whatever situation I am, what is it that To be content. I know how to, be, how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any of every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. So in Him we have everything. And more than that, if you see what the promise in Hebrews 13.5 says, Be content with what you have. For He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God is with us this morning. Amen. Amen. And He is with us every day. But something that we need to do is to pay attention to His promises. He said, I will be with you. I will not going to leave you. His promise is to be with us. And He will do it. Now the question is, do you trust Him? Do you trust Him? This morning we were uh, in the class with the kids and we were learning Jeremiah 17.7 that says, Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. Someone there said like, you know, this was going to their hearts that after after all it's like, if you don't trust in the Lord, you're not going to have a donut. So <laughs> so yeah, that's how they get that, you know. We got to trust in the Lord for everything. So we got to trust in Him. And more than anything, brothers and sisters, He promised His presence in us. Matthew 28, 19 says, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Christ is sufficient. God is faithful, and He is a promise keeper. Quick, I want to read to you what Deuteronomy 7 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He is faithful. He He is a promise keeper. So contentment has more to do with who you are than what you possess in this world. But real contentment comes when you have a personal relationship with God and trust in His provision, starting and ending in Christ, who is sufficient. And we're going to see the last part, the verse 6. It's, it's telling us avoid the love of money, is living a heart of worship, and now it's live without fear, trust in God's provisions. Verse six says, so we can confidently say, "The Lord is my helper; I will not fear what can men do to me." Fear can come to us, and will take our minds and our hearts. Everybody here is in a different time in life, where needs are and look different. We are, uh, we have singles, we have uh, couples, we have uh, families. We, have, we are in different times. And our needs probably will look and uh, uh, will be different. And fear can come sometimes again when we are putting our, our, our trust in what we have and we take our eyes from, from Jesus. And the fear will m- take our minds and our hearts. But what he says here, and this is special because is when we see his promise, we can confidently say that we can trust in him. Because God is inviting us to come to Him. Jesus opened the access for us through His sacrifice, and we can find help. Hebrews 4.16 will say, Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I don't know what our circumstances are. You know, we are uh, hundreds of people here, and I don't know, what what is our circumstances today? What are we facing? But God wants to remind us that He's with us, that He's not gonna leave us, and that He's not gonna abandon us. An, ex- an exercise that I that I did uh, with, with with my family preparing for this is I take my phone and I took the calculator because phones have calculator, and I put there my age multiplying by days and i have been living around 16,000 days 790 oh well i will say it again 16,790 days 47 years well some of you are gonna start doing it and you will see how short you are and you cannot you cannot but i will tell you something i can say that 16,790 days, I can give you a testimony of His goodness. Amen. He has been good to us. And if we're here today, we need to know that He is with us. And that's the important thing. You see, we start talking about money, but now we're talking about His provision to us. Because that's what matters in our lives. Our finances, our resources is something that God is giving us to enjoy, to serve, and to give. But the most important thing in our lives is to realize that we have everything in Christ and that His presence is with us. Ben, you can come up. You know that um, we are not from here. (laughs) We are from uh, another country. And when we were moving to here, and, and I need to share this. Uh, when we start receiving this call, and some of you knows our story. Some of you knows our testimony. And with, with Courtney, we were receiving this call, this missionary call. That was interesting how God put that the missionary call was to the United States. But that was something that was, you know, fully dependence on him because fear come to us because we were thinking but what happened what if this is something that we're just thinking what if we're not going to have what we need again our eyes put it in what we can get right or what we can make we needed to make sure that that was God's call for our lives and I will say something with this brothers and sisters any circumstance or any situation that you're going involve your kids in a, in a I mean don't tell them like all the problems right but tell them God's provision God's guidance because they, they, they will see how God is good to us so long story short after, after so many uh, you know prayer times and guidance from leaders and, and God confirmed that um, we pray and we ask God to guide us and we, 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 we follow his direction. And when we came here, uh, we were coming with the Flaman Buick that we have, <laughs> with a little trailer. And We were putting some things in the house, and someone from the congregation gave us a gift card to go to Hobby Lobby. We don't know who that was, so if you are here, thank you very much. We were able to get some stuff for the house, but Benjamin... Benjamin found this and and he said like that this is our family and he says with God guys he provides In sorry I'm so sorry I don't cry we have been seeing God's provision every day of our lives and I know you have been doing that have been seeing that and if god is with you you have everything and he's gonna give you everything you need so again i don't know what the circumstances that you are passing i don't know how your situation is but listen god will never leave you or forsake you he will provide for your needs he will take care of you he will bless you he will give you But also you will be seeing that your heart is not going to be put in what you receive. Those are just blessings. Your heart is going to be in the one that is giving you every blessing. Starting and ending with Jesus. God is our defender and His presence is with us. Trusting with God is the best thing we can do. He won't change. His promises are true. And his love is manifested in Jesus. So church, let's trust. And I will say this, let's keep trusting in God's provision. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you because you are our provider. Lord, thank you because you call our attention again to put our hearts on you. To take our hearts, Lord, and seek the things in heaven. Lord, to seek your kingdom first and see that everything else will come, Lord, as a blessing. But, Lord, let us, all of us, put our eyes on you and see the blessing that we have in you, Lord. And the finances, the money, the wealth that you have been giving us, and, and Lord, it will be used for your glory. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your work.